Welcome to another episode of Love This Bitch, the self-compassion podcast. The podcast that teaches you self-compassion and self-coaching. I'm very happy to be here today. I I feel like I've missed you guys. Um, (laughs) But of course, I've still had episodes coming out every Thursday, but I haven't recorded in a few weeks. I've had, um, you know, family visiting and things going on and I, you know, had pre-recorded a bit, so I took a couple weekends off, and I just, I don't know, it made me feel like, I was like, what are my loves doing? What are they up to? What what issues are they working through <laughs> this week on their own? <laughs> but um, happy to be back and enjoy the time off, and the time with my family, of course, but definitely excited about being back in my little podcast studio, and um, bringing you guys this information to help you, you know, learn to love yourself and love your life a little more every day, right? So today, um, it's been on my mind for quite a while to do an episode about the inner critic. Um, Many of us with anxiety or perfectionism struggle with that very harsh inner critic. And so, you know, what is the inner critic? It's that, you know, that voice that you hear in your, in your mind that judges and criticizes pretty much your every move, right? And for those of us who have, you know, a more active inner critic, it criticizes everything you do, what you feel, and even your own thoughts. <laughs> Especially when you start learning about self-compassion and thought work, you know, the inner critic will be like, oh my gosh, here, here you are beating yourself up again. Stop doing that. <laughs> you can't. You can't even have compassion for yourself correctly. Jeez, right? So you're, you know, beating yourself up or beating yourself up. You're creating anxiety about having anxiety. You're mad at yourself for being mad at yourself. <laughs> can it can add an extra layer onto that? But that's perfectly. That's perfectly normal. And you know, you just start at that same place with that mindfulness and that awareness. But first, you know, we know we know that we have this inner critic, but why? We've we've kind of talked about this in several episodes. You know, we lived in small tribal groups for a very long time. And so, you know, our minds have developed to keep us safe. That's their main job, to keep us safe. And for a long time, you know, if you were kicked out of your tribe, if you were rejected by your tribe, then you know your chances of survival were not very high. Um, I was listening to Carl Lowenthal's podcast the other day, and, and she was talking about one of the earliest you know, evidences of people living in tribes was somewhat um, bones being found of a healed broken leg. You know, so if you're out, say, you know, if it's a pack of dogs or something or an animal in the wild, especially a prey animal, if your leg gets broken, that's just not going to work for you. But that's how we know that people worked together and helped each other because that person, you know, (laughs) lived long enough for that broken leg to be healed. So, you know, fitting in and being part of the group was very important for a long time. So now, here we are, 2020, there are billions of people in the world. And, you know, there is a tribe for everything. You can find a tribe. You can pick your tribe. You can build your tribe. (laughs) You don't. You know, you don't need to 
stay in the group for survival. You can just be yourself and you can belong <laughs> to a multitude of groups, even if you choose to. So that, you know, that part of our development is, is not, you know, as helpful as it might have been at one time. Um, shame and blame are essentially never helpful to us in, in modern times. It just doesn't motivate us to actually change or grow in any way when we're, you know, blaming ourselves and just feeling shameful and crappy about things. And that voice also kind of has, you know, some roots in in that perfectionism. Even when we succeed, the the inner critic will come in and be like, no, well, that was just a fluke. Or that wasn't because of you, it was because of this or that, you know, or, well, yeah, you know, this happened, you got it done, but it could have been better. You should have done it this way. You know, you could have done this and then it would have been better, <laughs> right? That inner critic can be relentless. And the more active your inner critic is, you know, the more you suffer the mental health issues, even physical issues from struggling with that anxiety and that constant mental feedback and pressure that you're just not good enough, that you're not working hard enough, you're not doing enough, you're not good enough, you're not accepted. You know, it really always, almost always comes down to not good enough and unlovable. That deep-seated belief that, you know, no one is ever truly going to love you. And that inner critic is is reinforcing that and you trying to keep you, you know, <laughs> on this path that it believes will keep you safe and keep you in the tribe. But you don't need that. And the inner critic just seriously overdoes it, doesn't really fit in with, you know, modern times. And so what are these, what are the phrases? And they can be different. Um, many people don't even notice that they're having these. I know I was working with a client who didn't realize that they, you know, had this inner critic or beat themselves up until they realized that sometimes even the, the ways that we think about ourselves and who we are can be ways of criticizing ourselves, right? Like, I'm just too much. I'm loud, right? I'm, I'm a Karen, <laughs> you know? Um, we think these things and we don't realize that we're beating ourselves up, but we, but we are, you know? The thought that we're having there is that, you know, I'm too loud. I'm too much. You know, some people just can't take me. And it's that way of, you know, trying to judge yourself and criticize yourself. Um, other common ones, I'm, I'm sure you've had these. Um, things like, you know, if you think you're stupid or you're not smart enough, you're ugly, you're not pretty enough. You know, there's something wrong with you. No one likes you. Your friends are only tolerating you right? This is a good one. Uh, I've, I've worked on this one and many of my clients do. You're lazy. It's amazing the women that I meet and the men that I work with that will have this thought that they're lazy. Um, and it does seem to be more in the women, but, you know, <laughs> they're taking care of kids. They're, you know, keeping the house up or working a full-time job and, and taking the kids that, you know, they've, they've got all these things going on. And if they take the slightest of breaks, I even had one client that, you know, wanted to take just a little five-minute breather with her kids, 
And she was like, but I'm just being lazy. <laughs> like, that's your inner critic. It's not even possible to be lazy for five minutes. That is not a thing. <laughs> okay? You are not lazy. Even if you lay about for a day or two, heck, you might take a week off. <laughs> you're, that doesn't mean that you're lazy. And so that's a very popular one. I'm lazy. Um, you know, when you think that you're a bad person, right, over any small thought or feeling, you're like, oh, I'm such a bad person. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I thought that. You know, or any anything that supports that belief that you're not good enough. And then also common is the thoughts that, you know, anytime you succeed, it was a fluke. It was some other outside, you know, influence. And yet anytime you fail, you're a failure. You always fail. You never get it right. Um, I was working, you know, with a client that had that mindset. And it was just very interesting to, to work with them and help them through that. But, and because I had been there, too. And I was like, you know, if we really think about it, it's not even statistically possible that everything <laughs> that goes bad, optional thought, but that everything that doesn't go to plan is your fault and everything that goes to plan or right, um, optional thought, is, you know, completely, <laughs> you had nothing to do with it at all. And it was just outside, you know, circumstances, forces are a fluke. Like eventually it just would have to be you either not being the blame of the blame, either not being, you know, the cause of of things not working out or being the sole cause of things working out. It couldn't it couldn't possibly be that you're always the source of everything bad and, and never part of anything good. But, you know, when you have that very active inner critic, that's what it tells you. And what's also interesting is that when we go through that is time and time again we keep beating ourselves up being ourselves up and the thought there is that's going to keep us in line that's going to keep us from doing it again that's going to keep us you know on the straight and narrow where we need to be doing the right thing to be successful or to fit in or you know to not get kicked out of the tribe and die and yet it never works right we never feel like okay i'm doing it right now i learned my lesson you know, that that doesn't happen. There's never that switch over to where it's like, oh, okay, so glad I beat myself up for all these years because now I've got it down and I'm feeling good. It's going great. It's just constant beating yourself up and not making it, not wanting to make it, not having motivation because shame and blame, they're, just, they're not good motivators. You know, we've talked about that. I, I use this example all the time in many episodes. If you're shaming your body, hating your body, and, you know, wanting it to change and forcing it through workouts that you hate and not enjoying them, um, you're not going to get there, right? Or if you do get there, you're just going to stop doing it and then go back to beating yourself up and not liking yourself. But if you just enjoy the workout, enjoy getting stronger, enjoy the movement, enjoy building your endurance, whatever it is you choose, and you do it because you love your body and you want to take care of it and enjoy it and the things that it does, then you're going to get, you know, the results. You're going to see the changes that you are looking for and also feel better about it. So that that's in any situation. You know, if 
you feel like you did something, you know, at work that didn't go to plan and you feel like, you know, it was not your best work or maybe you did do something that was not correct. If you beat yourself up and shame yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, it's never going to happen again, then you just find yourself picking over every little mistake that could possibly be there and going through your work and being anxious and taking longer and longer to do things. And so now your work is slower. And then anxiety, as we've talked about before, um, anxiety makes you stupid, as Emily Fletcher likes to say. And so you're still going to miss things, right? I have anxiety and also inattentive ADD. Um, and so that just means that I get very, very um, distracted and off track when I'm anxious and I can't like see those little things. And, and I've had that happen before, right? You, you read something short and simple over and over and over and it, there still turns out to be an error in it. <laughs> Right. And that's because my brain is shutting down. It's going into survival mode and it's not present. It's not focused because that shame and that constant anxiety about a mistake or, you know, messing something up, it doesn't create an environment for you to actually do your best work and to use your upper reasoning skills and your, you know, ability to think and work on things and solve problems. All that gets shut down with the anxiety. So shame, blame, not good motivators. So what do we do, right? We know we have this voice. We have these negative narratives about ourselves in our mind. We're beating ourselves up. That's great, right? You, you've probably known that about yourself. But what do you do about it? Well, you can work with a coach. <laughs> Reach out to me. I'd love to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. But you can also self-coach, right? That's what we're here to learn about on the podcast. So it starts with that mindfulness and that awareness. And that's more than just saying, yeah, I know I, I have, you know, negative thoughts about myself or I beat myself up. It's being able to carry that awareness with you into your day to, you know, start noticing not just that you have that in general, but when it's happening noticing each time that that track starts playing when you're going through all your thoughts about how worthless you are, how you're no good, how you never do anything right, you know, how you've messed up this time and ruined everything as you always do. You know, it's about being aware in that moment and seeing that that's happening, right? And being like, oh, that's happening again. And that is the first step and it can be very helpful just to see how much time you spend beating yourself up like that right so start noticing start paying attention to your thoughts and realizing when you're laying it laying it on and beating yourself up and like oh okay i see that i'm doing that again and then the next step is you know our foundation that we talk about so much is that self-compassion when you hear that voice you don't want to start you know, judging and criticizing your judging and criticizing, <laughs> right? You don't want to inner critic your inner critic. You want to have compassion for yourself and relate kindly to yourself and to your inner critic because that's part of you. And as we talked about, it's just your brain trying to keep you safe. It's not trying to fill you with these painful emotions and cause you to be you know, paralyzed and unable to do your work or, you know, go, go, go and do all the things and all the work 
and you never stop so that no one sees that you're not good enough. It's not trying to cause all that drama and anxiety in your life. It's just trying to keep you safe. So, you know, have that compassion and be like, okay, I, you know, something didn't go to plan here or I made a mistake. You know, I'm not happy about this situation for these reasons. And, you know, I understand that you're concerned, (laughs) but it's not that bad, right? If it's like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did that. Well, okay. Sometimes people make mistakes, right? Or I'm learning something new. It's perfectly normal not to know everything. And, you know, maybe this particular area is, is difficult and I'm learning it. It's okay. People struggle, right? But I've learned difficult things before. And that's where you start moving, you know, from that self-compassion. Like, you know, I understand you're trying to keep me safe. It's okay. It's okay that you feel this way. You know, it sucks when a mistake happens. It sucks when you feel like you didn't do your best. And, you know, I'm here for you. We're going to figure this out. It's going to be okay. Like you would talk to someone that you love, right? That self-compassion avatar. But then moving into that thought work. Like, mistakes happen. You know, it's okay. A mistake doesn't mean the end of the world. It doesn't mean I'm a huge screw-up or a failure, right? It doesn't mean that anything has even gone wrong here. It's a perfectly normal human occurrence. Something happened a mistake or just not what I wanted to happen and that's okay what can I learn how can I move forward you know everyone makes mistakes I've made mistakes before I am a smart competent person of course that's a whole a whole narrative in and of itself you know with the thought work it's good to do that thought download right to write down all those those negative thoughts that you're having and then identify the ones that you see repeating in the pattern and then taking that and putting it through a thought ladder where you work and slowly move towards that going building through the more neutral thoughts and then positive and then getting to your goal thought so you know if you're beating yourself up you know if you're learning something new and you're like i'm so stupid i'll never get this and everyone will know i'm stupid and I will lose my job, I will lose my friends, and I'll end up living alone under a bridge with 10 cats, (laughs) right? That's your thought download. You wrote that down, then you're like, okay, I see that I have the thought here that I'm, I'm not good enough. I can't figure this out. Is that true? Of course it's not, right? (laughs) It might not have come easily to you. Um, It might take some work, but you can figure it out. You have figured out you know, hard things before, you have learned skills that you felt were challenging before. In fact, if you really look back at it, every time you felt this way before, it has worked out and you have come through it. So allow yourself to see that. Allow yourself to see the good in yourself and how you've learned in the past, how you've overcome failures or mistakes in the past. And you know, how even with the anxiety and the beating yourself up about it, you still probably have made some progress, right? You've, you've carried all that weight and, and still made progress. So what can you do? You know, how much more can you achieve if you allow yourself to see that good and see that progress that you've made and believe in it and go straight to that every time? 
that I've done this before, I can do this, I can handle it, it is gonna work out, right? And that's how you start changing that inner critic, is relating to it kindly, understanding that it's trying to you know, take care of you, but realizing that it's not reality, it's not accurate, right? It's, it's drama, it's building things up, right? A mistake does not equal you're an idiot and you can't do anything right. <laughs> you wouldn't say that to a friend you know, or a family member that you loved and cared about and they made a mistake. So notice when you're saying it to yourself and change that story and relate to yourself more kindly. And also, you know, start a practice of looking for, you know, three to five things that you can write down or journal each day that you did well, right? When you were smart, when you, you know, did something and you were excited about your performance. You know, anything good or positive, when you were caring to a friend, when you reached out to someone and offered help, start looking for those three to five things at each day that you're like, ah, yeah, that is a good quality that I have. And it's not about, you know, being, people are like, well, but I'm supposed to be humble. Well, it's not about being arrogant. (laughs) It's just about not focusing all the time on negative things and blowing them out of proportion. Instead, being able to see that, hey, I have good qualities. I am a unique individual that has value to offer to those around me. And I'm also a human being who makes mistakes, who's not perfect, right? Who has human flaws or shortcomings in certain areas, just like everybody else. And that's okay, right? It's a whole package. It makes me unique. It makes me interesting and amazing. Instead of, you know, there's nothing good here. It's all bad. I'm a horrible person. I'm lazy and worthless. <laughs> so let's start working on that to change that. And, you know, and like I said, instead of carrying that anxiety and that constant belief that we're worthless and not good enough and start looking for the good in ourselves and believing in that each time so that we spend less and less time carrying that anxiety and that pain around. And then, you know, see how that affects everything in your life, the space that you start to have for yourself and for other people and how you just grow and blossom and really start to live your life and love your life more. And as always, if you're like, okay, that sounds amazing. How do I actually apply that to my life? Please help me, Lisa then feel free to reach out to me and we can do a free consult about one-on-one coaching and I will work with you and help you apply these to your life and, you know, change your life and change that relationship with your inner critic, make your inner critic your number one cheerleader. All right, my loves, go out, give this a try, be compassionate with yourselves and have a fantastic day.